0: Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith. Today I'm here with Dr. Valerie Brutus, who is a breast surgical oncologist at St. Vincent's Medical Center of Hartford Healthcare in Connecticut. So since October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I know that one of the areas that you're passionate about is breast cancer in transgender patients. Would you like to talk to us a little bit about the risk factors and the screening recommendations for this population? So the risk
1: factors so far, you know, they're stratified as, you know, when we talk about gender, specifically looking at risk factor it's for you know sex assigned of birth so if we talk about breast cancer definitely when we talk about you know women and this is sex assigned of birth it's much more common in women versus men which is sex assigned birth so and for those patients we have several risk factors so one is um family history One is, you know, one's um, own risk. If someone had had prior breast biopsies in the past and they were found to have some abnormal or atypical cells or some precancerous cells, this is also, you know, an increased risk factor. Um, We know that, you know, the length of exposure of extra exposure to the tissue can also be certain risk factor. For example, if you have your uh, your period earlier on life and if you get to menopause later in life if you have a child at the age of past 30 these are considered to give a slight increased risk um, if you have dense breast tissue and dense breast tissue just means that you have more gland in your tissue versus the amount of fat it doesn't it it has no relationship with the shape or size of the breast it's just the composition of the brush from the inside so women so Patients who have dense breast tissue are going to have an increased risk to have cancer. So these are some key factors that we just want patients to be aware of. What's important, I think all patients, you know, should have a risk, a breast cancer risk assessment, you know, by their mid-30s. And this goes, you know, for all the ones who were a sex assigned sign of birth, you know, as females, that's what we recommend. For screening, if one is at average risk, the recommendation is to start to have a yearly mammogram at the age of 40. And for those who are at higher risk, you know, based on the different types of risk factor, we, we you know, we sort of come to a more personalized, you know, recommendation for breast cancer screening. Um, I think the recommendation also varies, so for those who have had, you know, um, gender-affirming surgery, specifically if patients has undergone mastectomy, you know, which, to which the breasts are removed, the risk factors are also going to depend on that person's, you know, family history or if there's a genetic mutation. So the majority of the time, if one had a mastectomy and there's no family history or they're not at higher risk then they could just get their exam once a year and it's fine if the risk is higher if there's if the person has specifically for patients who are carrier of genetic abnormalities this also should be defined on a case-to-case basis so i think it's just important you know to have that conversation you know you know me as an individual you know what is my risk you know this is my family history Am I been on hormone, you know, um, suppressant therapy or not? Did I have you know, some um, gender affirming surgery? So this is just allows us just to have you know a really personalized screening recommendation to say, for you, this is who you are, these are your risk factor. Therefore, we recommend, for example, you get a mammogram at 40, or if the risk is higher, if the breast tissue is still in place, you can get a mammogram and an MRI or an ultrasound. So there are definitely different ways that, you know, we can screen. I think it's just important, you know, for us to, we just to individualize, you know, those risk recommendation strategy to know who to screen and when to screen, you know, that specific person. And so the question comes, you know, for um, those who had, you know, taken hormones and the breast tissue was grown to hormones. So this would apply, you know, for patients who had, you know, who the sex assigned at birth was a male, and then transition you know to female has been taking you know hormone supplementation so the current recommendation now is just to have a discussion because the length of the hormone therapy and when the hormone therapy was started you know can affect the recommendation to so if those person needs to be screened or not so again it's just about you know having a discussion to try to see you know, what's, what's the best recommendation for you? You know, it's not everybody fits fits in a box. I think it's just for us to know. You know, for this particular person, this is what's more appropriate, and that's just to have those discussions.
0: Is there anything else you would like to share about ways to help increase awareness about breast cancer and transgender patients, particularly with it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month?
1: I have, you know, treated patients. You know, I have male patients, I have transgender patients or patients, you know, who's non-binary or different types of, you know, it's just, I always tell all my patients the same. I'm like, listen, when you're here and you are a patient, we treat, you know, you as a person. And this is where, you know, we do individualized risk assessment, you know, in your case, what is the best treatment option for you? You know, if we need to be screened, you know, if you are high risk because of different condition, you know, what's appropriate for you? Do you just get a mammogram and ultrasound every year or do you need to be screened more aggressively with a breast MRI, you know, or do we have genetic mutation? Is that person interested in discussing, you know, risk-reducing surgeries? So I think it's really important, you know, for patients to understand that we are a time now that everything is individualized and we're here to try to just make the recommendation that's most appropriate, you know, for the, the person and the patient. It's about just your own risk assessment, and you can have different treatment options, but I think it's important just to start the conversation, to know this is something I have to ask, this is something that can affect me, you know, and where do I stand? Am I high risk, am I medium risk, or am I low risk? And then, based on that, we can say, fine, this is what's more appropriate for you. So I think that's the key point.
0: Great. Well, this is all really fantastic advice. So thank you so much for sharing it and helping us to raise awareness. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments all found at onkdata.com.